Okay, we're doing now the portion of Monday of Parshas Pinchas. And at the end of yesterday's portion, God commands Moses, Moshe, to count the Jews of age 20 above. And now we have the count in today's portion. So verse 5, Reuven, Yisrael's firstborn. The tents of Reuven are the Hanochit family from Hanoch, the Palui family from Palu. Now, we see what the verse does here and with most of the coming verses is that they, God attached his name to the name of each of the families. Meaning we have a hey in front of it, the, and we have a yud after it. So we don't say, we say chanoch, the family of chanochi. So the ha and the yud, the he before and the yud after, what are they doing here? This, you know, embellishment? No, it's God's name. A he and a yud make one of God's names. The yud he. And God is attaching his name to each one of these families to attest that these families are truly from these people. Meaning people could say, oh, you know, what are you looking at your lineage for? You don't think the Egyptians were involved? You were enslaved to them, after all. God's saying, no. These all came from their Jewish fathers. And we see that, therefore, there's one tribe that already has a He and a Yud. That's the family of Yimna, which begins with a Yud and ends with a He. So since it already has God's name attached to it, it doesn't put it in the same form as everyone else, which would be like, ha Yimni, because God's name is already there. To the Chetzroni family from Chetzron, to the Carmi family from Carmi. These are Uvin's families, and they number 43,730. Palu's son was Eliav. Aliyah's sons were Nisnimuel, Dustin Aviron, Dustin Amiron. These were these communal leaders who incited against Moshe and Aaron in the assembly of Korah, when they incited against God. So Rashi explains that when they incited against Moses and against Moshe, it means when they incited the Jewish people against Moses. And then the people, they incited against God because they caused the Jews to quarrel with Moses. Next verse. The earth opened its mouth and swallowed them and Korah when that assembly died. When the fire consumed the 250 men, they became a symbol. Symbol, Rashi says, means like a reminder that no one else would ever come again to dispute the priesthood. But the sons of Korah did not die. They were involved at first in the controversy, but during the dispute, they repented in their heart, and therefore when the earth swallowed them up, they were left in an elevated area where they were able to repent. It says that an elevated area was secure for them in Gehenna, and they remained there and repented there. Others disagree. Others say that they actually were able to leave Gehenna, 
uh, settled in Israel and became prophets. But here as Rashi is saying, they stayed in Gehenna and there repented. The sense of Shimon by their families are the Nimueli family from Nimuel, the Yamini family from Yamin, the Yachini family from Yachin, the Zarchi family from Zerach, the Sha'ul family from Sha'ul. So Rashi looks at this word, the Zarchi family from Zerach, and he says, who is this person? If I look at the original listing of the Jews that entered Egypt that these family trees are based on, I don't see anyone called Zerach. But I do see someone else. I see someone of Shimon called Tzochar. Now, Tzochar and Zerach are being interchangeable here because they both have the same meaning. Both of them mean the word light. And the tzaddik and the zayin here are being interchangeable. And we're really jumbling the letters, Bresh ches and ches resh. So that's how from tzochar we get zerach. But I do see Rashi says another family of Shimon that I don't see at all. Meaning he's listed in those that descended to Egypt. He's not listed here. That's Ohad. So that's another question I have on the family of Shimon. And continuing the same thought, a family that I see no longer, I see... I'm missing five of Benjamin's families because Benjamin had ten children, but here we only list five. And also, there's another family I don't see at all, Etzbon, the son of God. I don't see him counted at all. So there are seven families we're missing. We're missing Ohad of Shimon, we're missing five of Benjamin, and we're missing Etzbon of God. So Rashi says, why are we missing these seven families? It says in the Talmud, Yerushalmi, that when Aaron died and the clouds of glory departed and the Canaanite came to fight against the Jews, so some of the Jews got really scared and they said, forget it, we're going back to Egypt. They went back eight journeys from where Aaron died on the mountain of Har, Har Har Har, to Mosera. And there, Mosera, the Jews caught up with them. The Levites pursued them and fought them. And in fighting them and overcoming them, they killed out these seven families. These five from Benjamin, this one from Shimon, and this one from Gud. That's where our missing seven families went. At the same time, we have some of the Levite families themselves that died in this war because we have four Levite families missing. But Rosh says it doesn't seem that they all died here because another Midrash says that one of the four families died and the plague that just happened, that just, we just recounted at the end of last week's portion with Bilaam. And that's where one of those families died out. But it doesn't seem so, Rashi says. Rashi rejects this thought because we know, it says clearly in the Chumash, that 24,000 people passed away in that plague. I was thinking this when I was studying it on Shabbos. 24,000, that's such a tremendous amount of Jews to suddenly fall because of the sin. 24,000 died. But Rashi says if you look at the numbers, it seems that all 24,000 
if you can't compare what they were originally to what they were in this final count, it seems like all 24,000 came from Shimon. So therefore, to say that one of the families missing is one of the Levite families, and that's where, one, that's where some of those 24,000 came from, it doesn't seem to jive with the numbers. The numbers seem to imply that all 24,000 came from Shimon. But these four families of the Levites that died out, two of them at least, Rashi saying for sure, died out in this battle to get the Jews back. Continuing. These are the families of Shimon, 22,200. The, fa- the descendants of God by their families are the Tifoni family from Tifon, the Chagi family from Chagi, the Shuni family from Shuni, the Azni family from Azni, the Eri family from Eri. Now, again, on this phrase, the Azni family, Rashi says the same thing. Um, who's the Azni family? Meaning, if we look at the original descendants into Egypt, we don't see Azni, but we do see someone else who's not mislisted here from God, which is Etzbon. Remember, that's who Rashi told us that was one of the missing families. So Rashi's saying here, we don't have the Etzbon family, but we have the Azni family. So what's going on? So from Etzbon, Etzbon was one of the ones that went into Egypt. Most of his descendants died. Rashi's saying most of them got killed out in the situation when the Jews ran back to Egypt or tried to get back to Egypt after Aaron died. So most of his descendants died. So the family here is called by the name Uzni, who was like the head of the survivors. Rashi's saying, I don't know why his family is called by his name. In other words, okay, I know who Uzni was. I know what happened to Etzbon, but why did the, the first do this? Why don't we just call this the Etzboni family, like we've given credit and honor to everyone else? The Arodi family from Arod. The Ar'eli family from Ar'eli. These are the families of God, the children of God, and they numbered 40,500. Sons of Yehuda of Judah are Aaron Onan. Aaron Onan died in the land of Canaan. The descendants of Yehuda by their families are the Sheiloni family from Shelah, the Parsi family from Paris, the Zarchi family from Zerah. The descendants of Paris were the Chetroni family from Chetron, the Chamuli family from Chamul. These are the families of Judah, of Yehuda, by their numbers, and they numbered 76,500. The descendants of Yisachar by their families are the Tola'i family from Tola, the Puni family from Puva, the Yashuvi family from Yashuv, the Shimroni family from Shimron. Here also Rashi comments that we're saying Yashuv. Who's Yashuv? We don't see that either. This is Yov, who was one of those people that descended to Egypt. So this is his family. Because all of these families are called by people that went down to Egypt. But some of them are called by people that were born afterwards. So Rashi says, no, really the only people in such situation is the families of the Friar Mishnah. if you remember, that their descendants were called by their names. Also, though, we do see one other situation. By Benjamin, by Benjamin, he had a son, Bella, who went down to Egypt. And Bella had two sons, Erd and Naaman, who are listed here. 
So why are Ered and Naaman listed? They didn't go into Egypt. We don't see them listed among those people that went to Egypt. So Rav Moshe Darshan explains that their mother was pregnant with them when she went into Egypt. So therefore, they're counted and divided into separate families. Just like Chetron and Hamul, who are the sons of Yehuda's grandchildren. So we do see that the grandchildren of the 12 tribes could be counted as family heads if they were among those that descended to Egypt. Also we see this with Hever and Malkiel, who are Asher's grandchildren. So Rashi gives us this answer, and then he says, if this answer is from the Agadah, from the Midrash, I accept it. But if it's Reb Moshe's own interpretation, then I'm going to give you my interpretation. And I'm going to say that Bella, again, that was our original question, why are we listening from Bella, two of his grandchildren, who did not descend into Egypt? They must have been born in Egypt. They're not listed among those that went into Egypt. So Bella had many grandchildren. And from these two, Erd and Naaman, each one had large families. So descendants of the other children are called by Bella's names. And the descendants of these two are called by their own name because they had such a large family, which is similar, Rashi says, to Machir. The descendants of Machir, we see descendants called by the name Machir, and we see those called by his son, Gilad. Because again, Gilad had so many descendants that he's given his own credit, so to speak, all the descendants of Gilad, and then everyone else is called his descendants, Machir. Then Rashi comments and adds that we're listing here among all the lists, of course, lists the families of Benjamin, of Benjamin. And we see, as we mentioned before, there's only five families, even though originally there were ten. And Rashi says this is partially fulfilling what his mother, what Rachel said when he was born. She calls him Ben-Oni, the son of my pain. And here we see this fulfilled because five of the families died out. Rashi is attributing that to when the Jews ran back after Aaron passed away. So five of those seven families were from Benjamin. And then later, in the prophet's time, there was another situation with Benjamin, and that um, practically wiped out the whole tribe. And that was the complete fulfillment of him being called Ben-Oni, the son of my pain. These are the families of Yisachar, and they're numbered 64,300. The descendants of Zavulim by the families are the Sardi family from Sered, the Eloni family from Elon and Yachle'eli family from Rechliel. These are the families of Zavulan, and they number 60,500. The descendants of Yosef by their family are Menashe and Ephraim. The descendants of Menashe are the Machiri family from Machir. Machir, and as we mentioned this actually in the Rashi just now, Machir gave birth to Gilad. Remember we said Gilad is listed separately because his family was so huge. The Giladi family from Gilad. These are descendants of Gilad. The Ezri Ezri family from Ezer. The Chelki family from Chelek. The Asri-Eli family from Asriel. The Shechmi family from Shechem. The Shemidai family from Shemidah. The Chefri family from Chefer. And now, we're starting this narrative with a fact, Slavcha, the son of Hefer, had no sons, only daughters. And the names of Slavcha's daughters were Machla, Noah, and Chagla, and Mukha, and Sirza. Remember, we list them because they're very unusual, being the only women that actually received land. These are the families of Menafsha, and they numbered 52,700. 
Tenants of Ephraim by their families are the Shu Salchi family from Shuselach, the Bachur family from Vecher, the Tachani family from Sachan, and these are the sons of Shuselach, the Arani family from Aaron. So Rashi comments here also, very similar comment to what we said before, that the descendants of the other sons of Shuselach are called by the name Shuselach. But since from Aaron there was such a large family, it's called by his own names. And that's why it's calculated here as two families. And then Rashi says, if you calculate all the families, you'll see we list here 57 families, plus the Levites, the sons of Levi, had eight. So 57 is 65. So that means in total at this point, the Jews entering Israel were 65 families. And that fulfills the verse that says, because you are the least. The least, ha-ma'at, we can break down that word to hey, five, ma'at. You are five less. You're five less than all the Gentile families because we know the Gentile families are 70 and five less than 70 is 65, which is why here we see they were five less than 70, a total of 65 families. These are the families of Ephraim's descendants and they numbered 32,500. These are the descendants of Yosef by their family. The descendants of Binyamin, of Benjamin, by their family. The Bali family from Vela, the Ashbeli family from Ashbel, the Achiram family from Achiram. So Achiram, again, we don't see Achiram in the listing of names of those that went to Egypt, but we see Achi. And this is the same family. Achi means my brother. So this child was born, who was named to commemorate Joseph, Yosef, his brother. And since his brother was exalted over everyone, his name became Achi Ram. Achi means my brother, and Ram means high, exalted. The Shufami family from Shifufam. The Hufami family from Hufam. Shifufam, again, we don't see that name listed among those that went into Egypt, but we see Mupim, which, again, is the same meaning, meaning Joseph was humbled, Shufim, Mupim, humbled among the nations. The sons of Bela were heirs in Naaman. We mentioned them before. We said they were listed separately either because their mother was pregnant with them when she entered Egypt or because they had such large families, So, which were the family of Ardi and the Naami family from Naaman. These are the descendants of Benjamin, Benjamin by their family, and they number 45,600. These are the descendants of the family of Dun by their families, the Shuchami family from Shuchan. These are Dun's families. So Shuchan, again, who's Shuchan? We don't see his name listed, but this is Chushim. And again, you can switch the letters, and this becomes the same word if you switch the letters around. The only descendant of Dun. All Shuchami families numbered 64,400. The sense of Asher by the families are the Yimna family from Yimna. Remember here, we, do, we just says in Hebrew, Hayimna. We don't make it Hayimni because we already have the Yud and the Hay testifying from God that these people are truly from their fathers. The Yishvi family from Yishvi. The Bri'i family from Viria. The descendants of Viria. The Chevri family from Chever. The Malkieli family from Malkiel. The names of Usher's daughter was Sarah. So that's pretty unusual. We don't see her anywhere listed, just the name of a daughter. And Rashi says, because she was still alive at this point, when the Jews are about to enter Israel, 
about 250 years after she descended to Egypt. She's still alive, so it was worth mentioning her. We're told that she had a gift of tremendous, tremendous long life as a reward from a blessing she received from Yaakov, from Jacob, because she was the one singing and playing in her harp that broke to him the news in a very gentle fashion that Joseph was still alive in Egypt. And in reward for this, he blessed her with very long life, and we see that she truly lived a very, very long life. Much past this point in our history, we see her recounted in the prophets as well. These are the families of Usher, and they numbered 53,400. The sons of Naphtali by the families are the Yachtzeeli family from Yachtzeel, the Guni family from Guni, the Yitri family from Yetzer, the Shilemi family from Shilem. These are the families of Naphtali, and they numbered 45,400. The total number of the Jews was 601,730.